you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up on a Wednesday on Locked On NFL? It's your man, Tony Wiggins, along with my man, James Rapine. And what's up, James? What's going on, Tony? We made it. We were past the NFL draft, and it uh, – I don't know about you. I was tired for a couple of days, but we've recovered, and it's uh, its fun to be with you on a Wednesday. I was absolutely exhausted. Uh, I dragged out of the, the stadium down in Jacksonville at about 1 o'clock, and that was an adventure because they locked all the exits except one. And to my luck, it was the one that was furthest away from where we were of uh, recording at for, for the, the, the TV channel I work for. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, in any event, it was a, a great night. So, you know, back then, you know, before, you know, down here, they've lifted all of the 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 COVID stuff. Uh, they were checking temperatures as you walked in. So what we're going to do today, we're going to check the temperature around the league for every single team. How about that? Let's do a temperature check. Let's do a heat check for all of the uh, – teams in the league right now around the NFL. We're going to start in the AFC, and let's go east-west, north-south. You ready, James? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right, so let's talk about teams that have to win and coaches that are on the hot seat and uh, what they actually did in the draft. Let's start in the AFC East. How about the New York Jets? We talk a lot about the New York Jets and make a lot of fun about the New York Jets. I think the Jets actually had a pretty decent draft. They did. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you get – what you think is your franchise quarterback, then you get a franchise, probably guard, but a guy that you think can start day one. And then you get a guy in Elijah Moore who should be in Green Bay right now, in my opinion. I think they completely whiffed when they had a shot to get Elijah Moore there in round one. They don't, and he falls to the Jets. I mean, look, it's all about protecting your quarterback and giving your young quarterback weapons to throw to. And, and that's where I'm at with the young QB, and that's exactly what the Jets did. So I, I, I like their draft. And, and you mix in a guy like Moore with what they already have, uh, a wide receiver. They signed Corey Davis. Then you, you draft Denzel Mims last year. He was falling, by the way. I really like him. He had an injury-riddled mm-hmm. rookie season. But I think he could be productive. It's a pretty good trio of wide receivers for, for Zach. I like Robert Sala. And you know what? It, it, people had a very high opinion of Joe Douglas. And so you knew it wasn't going to take long for Joe Douglas to get things on track. Let's stay in the Northeast and go up to New England. They sat around and waited for their guy, quarterback Mac Jones. He fell right to him. And if, if there was a player that looked just like a Bill Belichick player, it was Mac Jones. There's there's no rush. So none of these guys are on the hot seat because Salah just got there. The usual right, we're going to run through these because Salah just got there. Are you actually going to put Bill Belichick on the hot seat? Are you serious? No, he's never on the hot seat. But so far, so good for, for them, too. They tapped into the Alabama well a couple of times early in, on draft night. They did. I mean, Hatley, you get Mac Jones, you, you you move up, you get Christian Barmore. And uh, yeah, they were certainly working hand in hand with Nick Saban. And we'll see here. We'll see how good this team can be. I, I think it's pretty clear. Bill Belichick doesn't want to miss the playoffs again. Bill right. Belichick is is pushing. And he, look, the fact that he was able to stand pat at 15 and still get Mac Jones, it's pretty impressive. I thought there was a chance he might jump up for Justin Fields, and Me you too. can debate that back and forth. I mean, he fell to eleven. Oh, that would have been that would have been a nice get, right? And I think Fields is certainly a better prospect. At the same time, I think uh, I think things worked out for New England, and we'll see we'll see how long Cam 
can keep that starting starting job because I think Mac Jones, a lot of people view him as a guy who's sort of ready to go, might not have the ceiling of some of these other guys, but ready to go and ready to start. We'll see if he can beat out Cam Newton, which uh, is pretty tough to do. I mean, I, I get it. Cam's dropped off a bit, but that's going to be an interesting battle. Still blows my mind that when you think about it, they won seven games last year. You almost look at New England, you think, man, they probably won four or five games. They won seven games last year with all of their opt-outs. Uh, staying in the East, come down South, the Dolphins, the team that a lot of people believe will kind of make a little bit of a jump uh, and go a little bit further than they did before. Uh, they got Waddle. Waddle's a really, really good player, and I think they really wanted to tap back into the Alabama thing and go get a, a running back. They weren't able to do that. Does Brian Flores have to win um, to, to keep people thinking that he's the hot guy? And Greer, Chris Greer, they signed a lot of people for one year and gave a lot of money, and those guys are all gone already. At some point, mm-hmm. when does he start getting looked at with the side eye like, wait a minute, you keep signing guys, and, and then you keep them for a year and they're gone? I think that they, they're really banking on Tua right now, and I wouldn't be shocked one bit if, if Deshaun Watson's legal situation clears up. If, if Miami tries to go get him, wouldn't be shocked at all because you're right. If they go, let's say they go seven and 10 or eight and nine, or let's flip it nine and eight, 10 and seven, but they miss the playoffs like they did last year at 10 and six. At some point you got to take the next step. And if new England's sort of rebooting and you got the jets with this young quarterback, they're not going to win many games this year. I don't think anyone thinks it we'll get to the bills in a second, but obviously they're the favorites you need to make a push and try to take advantage of this while at least half your division is down. And they have so far to their credit. I do like their additions. I think Jalen model could certainly help them. You add offensive linemen, you get better in the trenches, but at some point you do got to do it. You're right. And so if they underwhelm a bit this year, or if Tua just isn't that good. And so that's why they're underwhelming. Well, now that you're in quarterback purgatory and you got to find a way to get someone. And that's why I mentioned Watson, because I think if Tua struggles a bit, you could see that deal uh, go dead. And maybe even before Tua gets a, takes another snap in a, a regular season game, who knows? But uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Miami tries to push the envelope there. Same here with me, man. I'm thinking the same exact thing that, as you are. And finally, we're not going to bury it because I saved them for last because I actually think they're going to be a team that has a lot of success. Let's go up to Buffalo, mm-hmm. the Mafia, Bills Mafia. I think the Buffalo Bills are doing – outstanding uh over the, they, they're quietly building something up there what do you think about the bills and they're definitely not in the hot seat they picked up the fifth year option of josh allen of course the quarterback josh allen because every time i say that jaguar fans think i'm talking about the defensive and outside linebacker josh allen so the quarterback josh allen pick up the fifth year option they went heavy on the defensive line and uh quiet but in a way a good thing because this is also the side of the ball that their coach knows very well i like what they did because they you're right. They added Rousseau and Basham two edge rushers that can certainly help probably right away. You would certainly bank on them helping right away. And then you had two offensive linemen. One guy I'm very familiar with a Tommy Doyle, Miami, Oxford, Miami of Ohio. He uh, he's a big boy and a guy you could coach up and might not be a year one contributor contributor, but has the measurements you're looking for. And then Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa is another guy that was on my radar, certainly someone I was paying attention to, so they land him. I like their additions. Marquez St- uh, Stevenson, by the way, out of Houston. That's my boy, man. I love his game, and so he could contribute as a kick returner now. But 
look at who he's learning behind. Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. he's going to learn routes, learn how to use that speed. And so while you're not going to rely on him offensively much, probably during his rookie year, boy, oh boy, he's learning from some really, really good ones. I know how to get in and out of the breaks, even a Cole Beasley, right? So I like that pick a lot as well. So I think they did they did what they've been doing and Buffalo can, continues to build. I like what they did in the draft and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, I think they're certainly the favorites in this division. No doubt about it. I want to run through uh, the other divisions really, really fast here. Let's go through uh, your division. Let's go through the North since we went through the East. Let's run through the North uh, and start with Cincinnati. Okay. Let's start with Cincinnati. I think they, they drafted seven trench players out of their 10 picks. A lot of people were critical of the trade down because of, of who they were going to take. I got news for people. They were take, taking Jackson Carmen at 38. So when they traded down, I think it, it made that trade down look, you know, or that pick at least look a little bit better. Uh, but but it's, it's really just going to depend on these guys, these offensive linemen that they drafted. I like Deontay Smith out of ECU. Uh, you get another kid um, in Trey uh, Hill from, uh, from Georgia, a center in the sixth round. Big so you guy. feel good about yeah you feel good about the the trench guys they added they bolstered their pass rush and they still got the playmaker in Jamar Chase so we'll see but they should be especially on offense they should be able to keep Joe Burrow upright and be much more explosive because they weren't explosive last year they were efficient from a completion percentage standpoint and things like that but man there were times where they just really struggled to push the ball downfield and that should certainly change with the offensive line additions in Jamar Chase here's what bothers me when people go they needed. They need to protect Joe Burrow. They shouldn't have picked Chase, and then they pick an offensive lineman. Folks act like the draft ends after round one. Mm-hmm. You know it doesn't. Jamar Chase is going to catch a lot of touchdown passes and be a very dynamic player. They added three big additions to their offensive line, and I think they did a very good job. Carmen surprised me a little bit. However, you told me you had some inside information that there were other teams on him that thought very highly of Jackson Carmen. Uh, he was a second rounder. And this isn't the Bengals telling me this, like he was going to go in the second round and it's kind of like Alex Leatherwood, like in the moment felt like a reach, but if the Raiders couldn't have traded back from let's say 17 to 24, they didn't have a deal they liked and Leatherwood was going to go 24 anyways. Is it really that much of a reach? It is a bit, but if that's their guy, that's their guy and time will tell if they're right. And I, and I sort of think that that's the same thing with Jackson Carmen. He's going to be, sort of a plug and play right guard. They're going to play him at guard right away. They like his measurables there, his athleticism, and we'll see if it works out. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's time will tell if the Bengals are right or if, uh, if the draft analysts are right that criticize them. Let's jump to the Pittsburgh Steelers because Najee Harris round one certainly transforms that running game best back they've had in, in a few years. If picks, if picks match the team, that's it. Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> out of Penn yep. State, the tight yep. end. Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Dan Moore Jr. out of AM. What did you think about what the Steelers did? I, they shocked me that they didn't go offensive line earlier and heavier. I thought they would do what the Bengals did, but they, the Najee Harris pick didn't didn't shock me at all because he was the perfect match for Pittsburgh. Uh, but after that, I thought that they would then turn around and go right back instead of firing with. I thought they would do what the Bengals did. I thought they would load up more on offensive linemen uh, heavier earlier because their offensive line is, is a wreck right now. But they actually didn't do it. So maybe they have more confidence in the things that that they already have in development. Cleveland. I, I thought Cleveland, believe it or not, I thought Cleveland when I, we were asked uh, by our network, 
who had the best draft. I thought Cleveland did. When you consider where they already are and the additions that they had, I think Cleveland got three guys up top that can play right away. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, Newsom, he falls to him. Uh, Wosu Kamora or Koromoro. Uh, I'm getting it wrong. Jock, J-O-K. Yeah, J-O-K. Right. Let's go J-O-K. You know how to say it, by the way? Uh, No. Yeah, it's tough, man. And Anthony Schwartz, James Hudson. Shout out to my guy, James Hudson from the University of Cincinnati. I even like Tommy Togia. See, I can get that one right. Yeah. Defensive lineman from Ohio State. So all guys that we recognize. And honestly, the one that maybe I'm concerned the most about how he translates might be Schwartz because he's a track star, right? And they, right. They took him in the third round. The good news is you're not banking on him right away. And he can just stretch the field. They have, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. And so he could kind of learn as well. So I like the pick there, certainly an upside pick. And uh, a kid that I like, and he didn't test well, but I think when you talk about learning the position from really the best running back tandem in the league, uh, Demetric Felton out of UCLA. Yeah, it's a good pick. Can line up a six rounder, can line up in the slot. Good route runner. Again, he, he didn't test well, but someone I, I certainly like. And let, let's go one more here. What do you think about the Ravens? I thought the Ravens did what the Ravens do. Uh, took a prospect, uh, a long arm prospect that looks like the guys that they always have at pass rush. But then what they finally did was they took wide receivers with catch radius. And uh, mm-hmm. they had to actually do that. Uh, to allow Lamar Jackson to succeed and, and be uh, better off uh, and not have to be so exact with the ball because I think he's a more accurate passer than people uh, give credit for. So uh, the two uh, to get Bateman, first of all, helped them out a lot. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily like to pick. I thought it was a perfect choice for them, though. And then to come back later on and get the kid from Oklahoma State, I thought was really, really good for them. Um, adding uh, the tackle today that they got from Pittsburgh, Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, Yeah, Villanueva. I thought it was big because they had to replace Orlando Brown Jr. who left. Uh, I don't think he's great in a run game, but I do think he's great in a pass game because that might be a signal that they're going to do a little bit more traditional passing from the pocket this year. So uh, all in all with those two, and we'll look at the other two divisions in the AFC, but all in all with those two, the one team that sticks out to me, I think Pittsburgh has to turn it around. But I think if this team doesn't get it right, the coach is going to be fired. That's the team that you cover. I think the Bengals, I think that coach is in flat out trouble if they don't turn this thing around. And that's the heat check that I wanted to throw out there because he, to me, has to do something that doesn't resemble a look like anything that you've seen over the last couple of years or he's in real, real, real harm to, to probably be replaced after this season. 625 and one over two years. And now he has an offense that includes Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon in the backfield. And people are going to be like, well, what about the offensive line? You have a first rounder in Jonah Williams at left tackle. And he played well when he was on the field last season. You have a first rounder on the other side, a veteran at right tackle and Riley Reef that they signed this offseason. You have two experienced veterans in Xavier Suofilo, former second rounder, Quentin Spain, who uh, came on last year. They'll likely battle for the left guard spot. Either Billy Price or Trey Hopkins is going to start at center. Will be Hopkins, by the way, if he's healthy. And then you bring in, um, you know, Jackson Carmen, like we mentioned, and he's going to probably start at right guard. The offensive line is much, much better. And so there aren't any excuses, you know, outside of Joe Burrow's health, which I've been told is progressing nicely. I think you're right, Tony. He's got to win more games. And I know it's a tough division and I I know that's challenging, but there's really no reason this offense, especially with an offensive minded head coach, shouldn't average 30 a game. 
It like, you know, as long as Burrow can stay upright for two and a half seconds, which I think the line is capable of, and his health is fine coming back from the ACL, you have weapons all over. So if you have the right coach, you should be able to put up a lot of points and be efficient and, and, and push the ball downfield and, and kind of be the offense that I think in their defense that they envision and they did envision when they picked Jamar Chase fifth overall. I do too. And I totally agree with you. What we're going to do is run through the rest of the AFC on the other side. And then we're going to talk about draft boards and why so many draft analysts in the third segment, they seem like they're angry that the teams went against the grain, but did the teams really go against the grain or were the draft boards that you saw in all the big boards, were they just not real? James and I will discuss all of that in the next two segments here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Hey, NFL fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a free complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. This episode also brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, and they're sure to bring joy into her life. Using diamonds only responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, which is this Sunday, or a simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. All you got to do is search the words 10 by 10. Again, this is a high quality fine jewelry collection that will surprise and delight. It's fairly priced, so you can give her something truly meaningful. So if you're on the hunt, all you got to do is go to BlueNile.com and search the words 10 by 10. All right, we're back on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. This is Tony Wiggins along with James Rapine. And it's time to keep reviewing the AFC. A little heat check with the AFC. What we're talking about is the post-draft feeling and the general feeling of these franchises, uh, the additions that they made, and who's in trouble, who's not. We've done the East. We've done the North. Now let's have some fun and go down South. James, do the honors and tell me which team you want to talk about first. Oh, I mean, the South, let, let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why not start with the, the defending champions? What, oh, what you did wanna, you? You want to go to the, are you going to go to, you want an NFC arm or you want to stay oh, in the AFC? A- a- yeah. AFC. You, yeah. you, you threw me out. I heard South and I just thought of Tom Brady holding up the trophy. See there, man, you're you, you killing me. You, you're so, going to, you keep disrespecting Duval. I know you fine, did it on purpose. Fine, We'll talk about your Jaguars. There you want to talk you about go. Trevor Lawrence. See, there you see, go. You set me up. See, you heard me talk there about Burrow to Chase. There you and go. You can't wait to talk about ETN. There you go. go ahead. You have the right. floor. What do you think about All the Jags right. draft? Um, <laughs> I tell you what, some fans were upset. They were upset because here's what happened. All of the mock drafts in Jacksonville started to look alike. They were all alike. I mean, it was Trevor Lawrence first, and then it was some form of uh, Christian Barmore, Trayvon Murray, uh, uh, 
Kadarius Tony, all of these names that kept looking at like every single week, Pat Freemuth, every single week. I kept asking people to submit mock drafts. They all looked alike. And that was the reason I came out and I said, y'all know this is not going to look like this because there's no way you could get them all right. There's yeah. no way that you're going to sit there and guess every single pick. And after the first pick, it went crazy. And the day before the draft, I did a show and I warned everyone, look, it's not going to happen. We are not going to happen. This is not going to happen. There are going to be a bunch of names after the first pick that you guys had no idea was connected to Jacksonville. So they got Travis Etienne. He's going to provide some pop. And so people were like, why did they take a running back that's probably not going to start? And Urban Meyer comes out when he does the announcement and he says he's a third down back. And it's a head scratcher because it's like you can tell that's not normal NFL talk from a coach to say that you use the first round pick on a third down back. I don't think he's going to be a third down back for long. I think it's, it's a situation where he's going to split carries and he provides explosive plays on offense. This team did not have explosive plays. After that, they surprised everyone by getting Tyson Campbell. Now, you got to think they drafted C.J. Henderson in the first last year. They got Shaq Griffin in the uh, in free agency with a big deal from uh, the, uh, the Seahawks this year. So why take Campbell, who's just like those guys? 6'1", he's not a slot guy. He's 6'1", outside player. Well, that's because they just want an athletic profile. So what Urban Meyer did by taking Walker Little and Andre Sisco, two guys that were injured, but at one point were thought of to be first-round type players, is this. He talks about that strength and conditioning and performance program. He wants the talent in the building, and he'll fix them up. He'll build them up like the $6 million man, and it's a long-term approach. And uh, he's not on a hot seat. He's not on a hot seat. And I don't know if y'all know this, but – uh, I, there's some momentum that Tim Tebow is going to sign as a tight end here. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Let's uh, dive into it. Tim Tebow, 33 years old, was catching fly balls for the past five seasons or so yeah. in the Mets organization. What do you think about him it, converting to tight end? It's all about athletic profile. He wants, he wants athletes. He wants guys like that uh, with a certain work ethic in that building. And he figures out, and he, and he says they'll figure it out. Uh, whether that, whether or not that works in the NFL is one thing, but he's not on a hot seat. Everybody's going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and uh, we'll see how it works. The distraction that used to come with that doesn't exist anymore because now this is Trevor Lawrence's team, and everybody knows it. Trevor Lawrence takes the shotgun snap. He's looking left. He's looking right. He flips it to Tim Tebow. You Tebow dropping back to pass. Lawrence breaks out on the far sideline. Tebow throws it. Got Lawrence. Touchdown. You know Tim it. Tebow to Trevor Lawrence. You know and the it. Jags win. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, though. <laughs> if they get on the one-yard line, he's coming in the game. He's going to run uh, the ball. <laughs> he's direct snapping. He might end up with 15 touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence is 213 pounds. There's no way they're going to let him run. Those sneaks. Tebow's running those sneaks. If that's he why you bring him in. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. If, if hey, he runs Tim, those you sneaks. get hurt. Who cares? Trevor can't that's right. get hurt. That's right. If he runs those sneaks. Let's stay in the AFC South and talk about the team that actually had to wait until yesterday to draft, and that was the Houston Texans. Uh, oh, man, oh, man. A hot mess going on right now, but uh, did they add anything of value in the draft? And I, uh, I, I just can't see it. I don't know what the hell is going on in Houston. Because your first quarter, your first pick is a quarterback in Davis Mills, who no one really thinks he's got an injury history. No one really thinks he's a future starter. Has some good qualities, but that's you know being nice, you know one of these pocket passer guys. But okay, fine. You want to go that route? You think maybe you could develop him? Fine. And then you trade up for a receiver, and you don't have many draft picks anyway. You're rebuilding this team, and you trade up for Nico Collins. It's nothing against Nico Collins. You need draft capital. 
Yes. And they don't have it. And that's the thing, man, is I think they were banking on a Deshaun Watson trade and they didn't get it. And so now they're kind of left scrambling. But to me, you draft Davis Mills to do what? Be Tyrod Taylor's backup? Like he's not going to start. So that was a that was a bit of a head scratcher. Nothing against Mills. It's just it's a tough situation to end up in. It is a super tough situation. Let's swing over to Indy and figure out what everything to me is contingent on Carson Wentz. But what about the coach, man? Uh, no hot seat there either because their coach is brand new. Um, but maybe Frank Wright is a little bit on the – well, Frank Wright isn't brand new, but their quarterback is brand new. But maybe mm-hmm. Wright is on a little bit of a hot seat because at some point this has to pay off. And with Urban being new, with Houston being a little bit of a mess, and with Tennessee, who we'll get to in a minute – them sort of being in a little bit of a mess too. And boy, they made another draft picks that's going to be a make you, make you have a head scratcher. Do you think at some point people are going to start looking at Frank Reich like, now, wait a minute now, you were the darling of the league two years ago. Now you got to at some point do something. They do. And I was surprised they didn't address, address tackle anywhere. The good news for them is Charles Leno is available. And as we record this, still available after the Bears released him on Monday. If I'm Indianapolis, I'm finding a way. <laughs> I'm finding a way because, look, you could move um, – uh, what's his name to tackle? The guard, the all-pro, Quentin Nelson. You Quentin could Nelson. move him to tackle. You could do that, and I think he'd be a really good tackle. But do you want to do that? Because you have the best guard. <laughs> He's the best guard in the NFL. I don't think anyone debates that. So um, we'll see what they do there. That was the surprise to me. And, and Deo Odehingbo, uh, or, uh, to me, he's coming off the Achilles – that's a risk. You know, that's a risk. And they're like at 54, they might've had him in their top 15 or so or top 20. And so he was still there. They jumped at it. And I thought there were some other edge rushers that might've been better at that spot, but they, they didn't. So we'll see. And they already had quitty pay. Right? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Right? right. So they're just trying to completely revamp that pass rush even more. And I thought it was a pretty solid pass rush to begin with. You obviously lose Justin Houston. So we'll see if it works out for him. You talk about uh, profiles, though, and 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 that fit. Quiddy Pay really does fit in with Darius yeah. Leonard and that bunch. He, he he's he's cut from that same mold. Finally, let's get to Tennessee, man. With so many draft picks that didn't work out and guys that never made the team from free agency, leave it up to the Titans. And you know, I know my boy Tic Tac Titans is going to go crazy when he hears this, but leave it up to them to draft the guy that's wanted by the police, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, as soon as they get him, the warrant is issued for a Curtis Weaver's arrest for assault. So we, he's innocent until proven guilty, but you would like to know these things before a guy's drafted. Yeah, Rashad Weaver. I mean, especially after last Rashad year. Weaver, not Curtis Weaver, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I was just sl- sliding it in there. That's all, so you didn't get flack. But uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I uh, after Isaiah Wilson last year, exactly. it's like, man, like what is going on? That being said, you want to talk about risk versus reward? Caleb Farley works out, might end up being the best corner in this draft. There's a lot of risk with it, though. I like the Dylan Radins pick. They certainly needed to bolster that offensive line a bit. Uh, so that was one that stood out. And Des Fitzpatrick could be a dude. He could be, you know, in a year or two, certainly someone that uh, from an athletic standpoint, I think is going to fit in and we'll see if he can develop into anything. So we'll see, man. I mean, Tennessee, they're in a tough spot trying to get over the hump with Ryan Tannehill. And I know he was, you know, the, the bell of the ball a couple of years ago when he impressed, well now expectations are higher and it's hard to, to live up to those expectations when you're talking about Super Bowls and championships versus 
potentially being a, a playoff contender and outperforming, you know, Marcus Mariota like he did a few years ago. No doubt about it, man. We got one more and it's the West. So let's run through the AFC West on our heat check. We'll do the NFC next week. Uh, but the AFC West, I got to start with the Raiders. And um, I tweeted out uh, when they made their pick, I said the Raiders are drunk because, and this is where I have to check myself a little bit because maybe they know something that all of us don't know. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about this in our next segment. I saw Alex Leatherwood in no one's top 40. And maybe I was wrong. Uh, just like when you, the information you got about Jackson Carmen. Yep. Every year, leave it up to the Raiders to come out of nowhere with a pick. And that one shocked me right off rip. And that's the problem is it's a, it's a re- recurring theme and they haven't got it right. You know, like if, if you're reaching on one of these guys and they, they hit, well, then it gives you the benefit of the doubt for a couple of years <laughs> and they haven't yet. There's no clear cut. Oh, well, they were right. Everybody else is wrong. And so, yeah, it feels like a reach now to me, athletic profile wise, what they were looking for. It, it was harder to come by in this draft. Like there's a lot of guards. There aren't many 34 inch arm guards or, or tackles, excuse me, in mm-hmm. this draft. A lot of these tackles are going to end up playing guard in the NFL. The Liam Eikenbergs, for example, right? Like to me, I would much rather have an Alex Leatherwood who, yeah, he might end up playing guard, but has the measurables to uh, fare better at tackle in the league. So uh, I get it though. It did feel like a reach. I would have tried to trade down given who was still on the board there. And let's put it like this. We just mentioned Dylan Radins, uh, who was the 54th overall pick. He could end up being a better player than Alex Leatherwood who went 17th. And that's the risk when you take a guy like Leatherwood, who does seem to have some boomer bust type potential, especially when you're taking him at 17 overall. Heat check. You might not think it's true. They're in trouble. Whoa. I'm telling you, if not they, somebody, one of them, as as a duo, if this doesn't work this year, somebody, somebody is going to have a mutual party. You know what they should do? Go all in for uh, that number 12 in Green Bay. They probably should. They absolutely probably give up everything, everything. Let's let's hit Denver real quick before we go to our last segment. <laughs> Speaking of a team that should go after Aaron Rodgers, let's yep. hit Denver. <laughs> they shocked me, man, when they went when they went running back. They did. They yeah. su- they surprised me when they went running back. I think he's on the hot seat too. Hey, they surprised me when they went certain, honestly. Just yeah. a little bit. It, it, yeah. it really did. Not that it's certain isn't a baller. It's not that. I mean, heck, I like their first three picks from a player standpoint. Certain right. Williams Miners. Sign me up for those guys on my team. So I like, I like them. it. I like them, and I like what, I like the fact that Fangio can build defense. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is they're going to have to prove that they can be a total team, and now they're going to have to prove that with those two quarterbacks that they have. And I don't know if they can if they can really pull that off. And, I, and, I, and it is good though that they added a corner because as we transition here to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is going to have about fifty two seconds to throw because the Kansas City Chiefs man. All they've done all offseason long is, all right, Patrick, you're going to sit in a lawn chair after the beating you took in the Super Bowl. We're not going to not have depth behind our starters because they've had a good offensive line. Like, that's a thing. It's not like the Chiefs haven't prioritized offensive line. Injuries caught them at the wrong time during their postseason run. And boy, oh boy, from Creed Humphrey to, you know, Joe Tooney, all the signings they've made, their line just looks so, so much different. I love it. They look great. Yep. I actually think the Chiefs, are the team uh, that actually really improved themselves, even though they gave up their first round pick 
to absolutely improve themselves. And then they drafted some stud offensive linemen. They actually got younger. Um, they got younger in the draft. All right. So we'll talk about the draft and what we'll do in our last and final segment. Oh, we, we forgot about the Chargers. Oh, think? we did. We did. You know why we, we, we forgot about the Chargers? Because they were one of my t- top two teams. I thought they, they knocked it out of the park. I thought they finally got a left tackle. I know Phillip Rivers is somewhere like, y'all couldn't do that for me when I was there. <laughs> they finally got, and then they got another really, really good cornerback in Asante Samuel Jr. The one guy from Florida State that I thought actually did deserve to go early. Uh, they are going to be a very, very good team. And uh, especially now that they have solidified the offensive line, at least on the left side, to protect Justin Herbert. No doubt. No doubt. I, I like what they did. I liked the fact that they added a corner. They were able to get a Josh Palmer, who I think is underrated, certainly could be a weapon there. So I, I like what they did, and we'll see if Herbert can take the next step, because if he does, they could uh, be a team to watch for, certainly, in the AFC West. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. All right, so we'll do uh, – we'll mention a couple of names in our draft segment here in the third and final segment, and then we'll make fun of our own draft boards and some of the other people that take themselves so seriously in our business. We'll do that in just a second here on a Wednesday edition of Locked on NFL. BetOnline.ag is the place for you to go to make sure that you get paid when you want to bet on games. I'm telling you, man, this week has had tons of action from the NFL draft that just ended the Kentucky Derby, uh, the run for roses, the first leg of the triple crown. Now there's two more legs to go. So you got to make sure that you stay in tune to that. But the NBA playoffs are starting to shape up major league baseball and, and the NHL is really in full swing. So it's time for you to make sure you get paid. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs in a couple of these major sports. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. It's where I go, and it's also where you need to go because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. i got to also tell you about Built Bar, man. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And there's one place you can get it, and that's at BuiltBar.com. Now, if you're on Twitter, go to at bar underscore built, follow them so they can give you updates and all the new flavors, all the new things that they're putting out. Some of them on a limited basis. So you better make sure you get to them in a hurry. Now, what you can do is go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15. And what that gets you is 15% off of your next order of Built Bars that'll be delivered to your door or your mailbox. What you're going to get is 100% covered in chocolate, the best protein bars on the market. 100% covered in chocolate. You heard me. And they're packed with protein. But here's the thing. They don't have a lot of calories. They don't have a lot of carbs. And they don't have a lot of sugar. And they're good for your palate because they taste good. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar but they don't punish you the way eating a candy bar punishes you. It's eating a healthy protein bar while you're working out, trying to look good for your diet. So it's Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off of your next order, and you can follow them on social media at Twitter at at bar underscore built. All right, welcome back to a, Friday, uh, to a Wednesday edition. I said Friday. Wednesday edition of Locked on NFL with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. James, I'm going to give you one quick name for me. For the 2022, the much too early 2022 NFL draft. Yeah. It's a guy from down in my way in SEC country, Daryl Stingley. Baller. 
Ball I think, I think if he's in the draft this year, he would have been the first corner taken. First corner might have been a top five pick. The Bengals might have taken him over Jamar Chase. Like you're talking about uh, a straight baller, and he might not have made it there. I mean, the Falcon. Actually, you know what? The Falcons would have taken him. That that'd be, that would have been what would have happened. They would have passed on Kyle Pitts. I'm actually pretty confident in saying that, which is a, wow. a testament to how good of a a player he is. Well, because they need defense, right? And so that's part of it. And I just I don't know if you can um, pass on a guy like that. So I, I agree with you. I think he's like, you might see him go top three next year. If he has a good season at LSU, because I've talked to some people down at LSU, obviously covering the Bengals because of burrow chase, all these guys that they've drafted, um, down there in Louisiana and Stingley's legit. And he was legit from day one when he walked on campus, he's just been built different. And he's one of those guys that, uh, projects to be a star in the NFL. No doubt about it. Um, you got a name. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to give you one and it's, it's the Homer in me a bit, but I've heard some say that uh, the, the quarterback class in 2022 isn't great. Desmond Ritter. I heard of university him. of Cincinnati. That's your boy. I knew you were going to do that, but you know what? Athletic. I, hey, and you see legit. I think they have eight draft picks this coming year they like, got on one their kid, team. They have one kid who's uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. In fact, defensive end. Yep. A kid, a kid from down here who's really rangy and linked. I heard a lot about Ritter, though. Very, very mobile kid who can really, really get after. Yeah, yeah. He's to me. I was worried about him going into last year, and he completely he took about twelve steps. And and UC obviously went undefeated uh, in the regular season, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if we're talking about him getting first round buzz. But He's going to have to ball out because, again, they have a they have a loaded roster, multiple draft picks around him. And so if, if he does that, we could be talking about him, much like we're talking about the Trey Lances of the world, right? And uh, even though he's not coming from a big program, could certainly be in the, the running to be one of those first quarterbacks taken in 2022. Last question before I let you go. September, is Aaron Rodgers a quarterback of Green Bay? I think so. I think yes, but it, it is going to be uh, – there's going to be some rough waters, I think. But I, I do think he's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers because are they trading him? That's what it comes down to. Are they going to be willing to trade him? I wouldn't be. I would get him weapons. I would go out and get him a veteran or two. Yeah, me too. I'd do the same thing, man. I'd do whatever I could to appease him and make sure uh, that he was happy. I just start communicating with him better, man, because Aaron Rodgers, guys like that, don't grow on trees. It's been fun, man. I think we uh, have some of the same challenges sometimes when it's time to record. We, we both have guests in our studio, right? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, my dog Finn, man. <laughs> yeah, he wants my, to say hi. He's like, hey, trade for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I want Aaron Rodgers. That's what he wants. Hey, well, my Lord. dog Lexi, man, she's actually sitting in my lap right now So uh, because she would not be still and she wants me to take her out. So uh, Finn and Lexi are the guests on this show today. And uh, but we, it's fun. It's fun here on a Wednesday with you, as always. We're going to do the heat check for the NFC next week because we didn't want to speedball the material. We want to make sure for all of our fans around the league that we absolutely touched on every single team and, and gave each team the uh, attention that they deserve. So next week, we'll do the uh, heat check and um, talk about the NFC teams. We got all the rest of the offseason to do it, so we'll be here every single Wednesday to do that. For Tony Wiggins and James Rapine here on Locked on NFL on a Wednesday, until next time, keep taking care of each other. Godspeed. Take care.